This podcast is brought to you by HodgePodge Productions. Enjoy and frown less. Ladies and gentlemen, it's HodgePodge time. You guys know I love podcasts. That's why I'm doing a podcast. You also know my hero is Bobby Bones from the Bobby Bones Show. He has a new podcast. It's called The Bobby Cast. B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T, all one word. It's a show that he does from his house. An in-depth interview with songwriters, producers, musicians, artists, all in Nashville. That reveal the stories behind the biggest songs, candid anecdotes, and personal real-life stories. So, you guys know... This is how I do my podcast. That's because Bobby Bones does his podcast the same way. From the house, from my mouth, from his house, from his mouth. So, go get Bobby Cast, B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T, on Apple Podcasts. This is Richard Schroeder. Hey, this is Cole Jones. Everyone, it is Murph from Joker. And you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. Hey, it's Derek Norsworthy, and you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. Okay, today on the podcast, just going to be me today, it's going to be a little something different here. It's going to be the biggest box office bombs of all time. Box office bomb is when the movie does not make back what it took to make the film. Um, you're going to hear, I'm going to go to the top 15, you're going to hear all that today on the podcast. Enjoy Frownless. Okay, so, like I said, biggest box office bombs today on today's episode. So I have 15 of the biggest box office bombs of all time um, here, and we're going to go down from number 15 to number 1. So, Number 15 would be 1980's Heaven's Gate. Never seen the film. I will also tell you if I've seen it or not seen it. Um, have not seen this. The budget for Heaven's Gate was $44 million. The revenue or what the film made in the movies or the theater was $3.5 million. So they lost a lot of money there. Number 14 is Stealth from 2005. The budget was $135 million. The revenue for that was only $32.1 million. So they only made $32,100,000 for stealth. 2004's The Alamo is number 13. The budget for that was $107 million. I think this is the one with um, Dennis Quaid in it. I didn't do really that much background story into it. The revenue for the Alamo was $22.4 million. So budget of $107 million. Only making twenty two point four million. That's why I consider it a box office bomb. All right, number twelve on the list is Pan from two thousand fifteen. I remember seeing the commercials to this film. It's about Peter Pan. Uh, One hundred fifty million dollars was the budget. The revenue was only thirty five million dollars. It looked like a terrible film. Number 11, Final Fantasy, Those Spirits Within from 2001. I think that's a video game that they changed it into a movie. Like the Assassin's Creed or Super Mario Brothers, something like that. Um, But the budget for the Final Fantasy, the budget was $137 million and the revenue was $32.1 million. So over a $100 million loss there. 
All right, number 10, 47 Ronin. I think I've seen bits and pieces of this film. Uh, 47 Ronin, 2013. The budget was 175 million and the revenue was 38.4 million. Now, I don't agree with all this list here. Um, let's see. Number nine. Number nine I have seen. Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash from 2002. That's the Eddie Murphy film where he's an astronaut or an alien. Uh, $100 million was the budget. It only made $4.4 million. So that's about a $95.6 million loss that they had there. Number eight is Mars Needs Moms. Seen it. Didn't care for it from 2011. Uh, budget for that was $150 million. The revenue for that was $21.4 million. Whew. I have not seen the next one. Uh, and the next one for number seven is Titan AE from 2000. Uh, the budget was $75 million and the revenue was only $22.8 million. Man. Wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad of a loss, but it's still a loss. Uh, number six is Cutthroat Island from 1995. Budget was $98 million and the revenue was only $10 million. So that was an $88 million loss there. I know that's stupid math, but I'm just trying to dumb it down for a lot of people. Number five is 1999's The 13th Warrior. $160 million budget, only made $32.7 million. Haven't seen that one either. So that's a big loss. That's, that's a big loss. That's 120, yeah, about $128 million loss. That's a big loss. Man. All right, number four. I've seen bits and pieces of this as well. It's called King Arthur, Legend of the Sword from 2017. Uh, the budget was $175 million, only wind up making $39.2 million. Pretty big loss there. All right. I have seen this one, uh, number three, the Lone, the Lone Ranger from 2013. That's the one with Johnny Depp. Uh, the remake of the TV show Lone Ranger. Um, budget was $215 million. It only made $89.3 million. A good amount of a loss there. That's well over $100 million loss there. Whew. You know, it's sad to see Johnny Depp lose in such a battle, you know, movie-wise. Uh, number two, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, 2003. I remember seeing this when I was younger. I think I was five or six when this film came out. One, two, three. Yeah, five years. Uh, I was five when the movie came out. Um, $60 million budget only made around about $26.5 million. Not that big of a loss. Um, it was about $33.5 million loss. Still a loss for Disney. I think Disney did that one and Lone Ranger in the number one spot. Um, and number one is the biggest box office bomb of all time and that is John Carter from 2012 budget was 250 million dollars only made 73 million dollars haven't seen that one not a big BC um, war movie guy like that um, so I'm going to take a little bit, probably make this around a 10 minute episode um, really quick. Kind of like one of those movie reviews. Um, I got some more podcasts and some more stuff to get to today. Um, so I figured I'd just jump on here and do this little quick episode. So, uh, 
I've seen some box office bombs recently. Um, actually, I just watched them a couple of days ago. Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, I listened to listened to. I watched um, Holmes and Watson. That didn't lose. I think it only lost about a million dollars, so it wasn't considered one of the biggest. I liked it. Um, I thought it was funny. It wasn't as funny as you'd expect a Will Ferrell movie to be, but it was still funny. Um, I also saw Welcome to Marwin, and I thought that was fantastic. I cried in it. Um, awesome story for Welcome to Marwin. Zodiac. Watched that one. Yeah, it's a 2007, 2008 film. The one with um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. Um, if it doesn't make as a certain number over what it took to make it, it's considered a bomb. Um, and Zodiac was considered a box office bomb because it only made about $20 million off of its budget. So that considers it uh, a bomb as well. Um, I thought it was fantastic. One of the best movies um culturally that I think everyone should see because it was such a big part of you know like the, the 21st century you know in the 20th century you know you know not a lot happened that we know of really from the um, you know the early 1900s you know but now you know now a lot is happening in this world and a lot of stuff gets thrown to the back of the line or, or thrown aside because nobody wants to care for it anymore. But I think Zodiac was one of the um, best movies I've seen in my life. Um, so these three movies, Zodiac, Welcome to Marwin, and Holmes and Watson were all box office bombs, which I do have movie reviews coming out for them soon. Um, who knows? It may even be on here. Um, don't know. Don't know how I'm gonna put this on the podcast. It could be now. It could be, you know, six days from now. It could be three weeks from now. I don't know. I just have written down episodes that I'm supposed to be doing, the guests that I'm supposed to be having, and the movie reviews as I watch them. I'm trying to write them down and and, and, and get them recorded and send them over to emails. So put them on my laptop. Put them on this recording thing. But I also, one of the biggest movie reviews is coming. And that's Avengers Endgame. I finally got my tickets. I'm sitting third row. I waited a while to order them, so I got terrible seats. But that's coming as well. But yeah, those were the biggest box office bombs of all time. Appreciate you guys listening in. Enjoy. Frown less. I was going to cut the podcast there. Um, there is a time frame here because this is like maybe three or four days later. Um, I'm still sick. Um, well, I am sick. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, I was going to leave the podcast just the top biggest box offices, but it was marked out around 11 minutes, and I don't want to leave you guys with such a short podcast. 
Um, so I want <coughs> to, excuse me, I'm going to be doing that most of the time. I, I, I am sick, man. I'm sick. Um, some kind of sinus infection. Um, losing my voice as we speak. You'll hear my voice break every now and then. Um, so I just want to come on here. And so yesterday in the news, it came out that Dean Ambrose's um, final match was at one of the um, house shows. Um, that's just where they come and wrestle and they show their different moves and practice, blah, blah, blah. So that was last night. Um, as, as we're speaking, that was Sunday night. You could be listening to this. For years, years later, because these last a long time. But the um, I, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in here, and I'm gonna tell my view of what I think is happening, um, and what's happening with the business in general." So I am gonna tell you that right now. A lot of people are saying that Dean Ambrose, this is a work. Um, he signed a contract back and this is just their way of giving him time off um, making the story more dramatic and there's also people saying no this is 100% real because he, he hasn't been getting the push Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins has and I, I, I'm going to answer to both of these right now so I'm going to answer to the truth because of he really did quit um because you can think of a million different reasons why he quit. But if, let's just say he quit. We're going to use that explanation. He quit. He really did quit. If you look back at time, you can you can go to any tag team, any, 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 any major team or alliance in, 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 in the WWE specifically. Let's, let's take John Morrison and The Miz for an example. John Morrison was very low on the totem pole, but worked Intercontinental, U.S. Championship, you know, small things like that. And then while The Miz, on the other hand, they saw more, I guess, enhancement ship for that. So he went WWE Championship. You know, he's still working the Intercontinental in the U.S., and the tag team, but 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 for a while there, he was WWE champion, and in my opinion, was one of the best WWE champions we've ever had. But let's stay on topic here. So there's always one person or persons that does not hit the totem pole as well as the others. And if this is 100% fact, he did not sign another contract. That was his last match at the house show. Um, then I, I, I believe that's what happened. Um, he was told that creative didn't see anything more at the moment than just an intercontinental than a, than a U.S. championship title. Don't think that, don't, don't think that happened. Um, cause if it is true, then I think he was very unsatisfied with, the way his career, <coughs> excuse me, man, and keeping all these coughs in, man, because I'm gonna keep it as real as possible, dude. Um, so, yeah, I think he was very unsatisfied, um, which, understandably, in the business now, you, a lot of people are unhappy because 
they're not listening to the fans like they used to be. Um, and I, I, I can't say that 100% true because I'm not working behind the scenes. I don't know if they are working for or, or, or listening to the fans and working for us so we can have better content. But it does not seem like it at this moment. It seems like we are getting crap after crap after crap after crap. And I will not watch Monday Night Raw right now. Tonight, I will not watch SmackDown tomorrow night. I won't watch Raw or SmackDown next week. Um, And I apologize if there's any kind of background noise. I always try to butt that out, but everybody's home at the moment. And so it's always loud when people are home. And I had no other choice to make this, but... uh, but I but I will not be watching Raw or SmackDown this week, next week, or any time right now. I can always watch and find out what's happening on social media. So, I think that's what's happening. Dean Ambrose was pushed as the odd man out. And... Didn't like where creative had him. The creative didn't like where he was at. And so they just decided to cut ties. Um, now, on the other hand, let's take the other example. If this is a work and that was weird. I don't know what that was. Um, if this is a work, they're playing this off very well. But they're also not. Because WWE is very vindictive they are very hypocritical um you know what's coming because all because of the social media and and the internet nowadays i can remember um watching um i think the very first pay-per-view that i ordered was uh, extreme rules it was where triple h yeah, Randy Orton broke his collarbone against Triple H in a last man standing match for the WWE Championship. I, that was the one of the first um, pay per views that I remember ordering that you could order on the TV for like fifty five dollars. Them things were incredible. Um, but back then, you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know what was a work, what wasn't a work. Is he really friends with this guy? Are they really bad guy? You didn't know that now. Now you know that. Oh. Sure, you may have beef with one or two people, but who doesn't? And they're all friends, most likely. Um, so, if this is a work against Dean Ambrose, I think they're doing a brilliant job. That's my bed squeaking, by the way. But I also think they're doing a crappy job at it. And I think they're doing a brilliant job as people really do think he's leaving. Because all we heard was, from WWE on Twitter was, now I'm going this by memory, that's not exact. They said, Dean Ambrose is not re- renewing his contract. We bid him farewell and all his endeavors. That's the last we've heard. And then last night we get on and he had his last match with The Shield. Um, which if you guys are not wrestling fans, The Shield is Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. So, that is where it's confusing. Um, why would they have his last match at a show 
at a live show instead of a televised show. I guess maybe that's punishment towards not renewing your contract. But if he did, we 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 don't know if he signed his contract or not. Signed it again. We can only say he did it because of what we know. Now, if he didn't sign it, and this is a work, it's brilliant. I've done it explain brilliant because I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen this in in my life. Um, well, we never knew, you know. Anyways. But since we've been in the known, I can't recall of anyone or any WWE superstar not renewing a contract and they use it as a storyline. Now, how do, how do I say this? I hope Dean Ambrose didn't sign a contract. I hope he didn't renew his contract. As much as I love wrestling, I want to see Dean Ambrose be who Dean Ambrose is. Now, he doesn't have the look, of course. According to Jim Cornette, he looks like a flappy Muppet or whatever he said he looked like. That is true. Just because you don't have the look doesn't mean you don't have the, 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 the skills, the personality on the microphone, the, 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 the work mind, the everything else you need, that doesn't mean he doesn't have just because he doesn't have the look. Look at Daniel Bryan for an example. Daniel Bryan looks like he weighs maybe 98 pounds soaking wet, but then comes back in at WrestleMania 30, beats Triple H, and then comes back at the end of the match, in the show, the last match, and wins the whole entire thing and wins a championship. We've seen that before, but we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen, oh, I'm not signing my contract. Let's keep this behind closed doors. Hey, I'm going to sign my contract, but can we make this into a storyline so I can at least have a little bit of something that I'm looking forward to if I'm going to come back? I hope he doesn't come back. I, Not that I, I love Dean Ambrose, man. I love Dean Ambrose. He deserves more and better than what he's getting. Because all WWE is focused on is what Vince wants. And Vince wants Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns. Um, he wants the New Day. Everybody wants him to break up. He was big on the Bullet Club for a while, but then now... Oh, the book club's no longer the thing because they're with me. They're with me. And I think that's that's where Vince McMahon gets into the headspace that he can do whatever he wants. Is because... Let's take... Um, who could we use for an example? Let's take Cody Rhodes. He, he is, he's already been there to be. We all know that. But now he's with Ring of Honor, and he started this new wrestling company, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and he's way bigger than he was ever in WWE. <coughs> and I apologize for my voice, and I greatly appreciate that of, 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 of Cody Rhodes. But I was hearing that WWE was wanting him back. 
because of how big of a draw he was getting. And I think if they could use that big of a draw that they were getting for maybe three or four months, boom. Three or four months, they sign a three-year contract. They're stuck. And he doesn't have to use them anymore because they're no longer the big thing anymore because they're with WWE and they're going to get low on the totem pole. Now let's take AJ Styles, for example. He has been in the scene 20 years. He has been everywhere. He is now in WWE. He doesn't have to go anywhere else if he doesn't want to. He still has the name. He will always have the name. But there will come a time when every every wrestler, every single wrestler will be low on the totem pole and will be putting over talent and will be winning champion or tag team championships with somebody they didn't even care for. We'll be doing all this gaga crap that nobody cares for. Every wrestler will do that. Well, except for John Cena, you know. I was big on John Cena for a while and then I I got older and realized why everybody hated him because of the Roman Reigns thing. And I understand now. I mean, take Chris Jericho for an example. He was world champion for a while and that's one of my that's my all-time favorite wrestler. But then now he just hated what WWE was doing. So he was like, I want to sign a part-time deal. And then now he left, and now he's banned from the WWE. He's banned. Can't have no guys on his podcast. Can't even use the name WWE Chris Jericho. You know, he's banned. From the events, from talking about it, from everything. And I think, and, and Luke Harper, man. Luke Harper just asked for his release from WWE. Because they waited too long to use their fantastic talent. Luke Harper has so much talent that it's not funny. But they don't want to open up their eyes and look and find and see it. They just care with who's kissing Vince's butt the most. Who's kissing his feet. (coughs) Who's fixing him breakfast in the morning and bringing it to bed. Who's giving him a kiss on the cheek. That's all they're caring about right now. That's all they're caring about. And I get very agitated. And I don't want to be on here too long because of that one re- that same reason. And I will talk about this for three hours. About why Vince McMahon is such a crappy but brilliant host of wrestling. It's a world that we live in that we're not happy with in wrestling. I have never been this unhappy with wrestling. I've, I've watched ever since I can remember. My first memories are of wrestling, and I've never, never remembered a down, a downward spiral, a downward plunge like like it's taking right now. I think if you were an independent wrestler and you were going going on the scene, your main goal was to go to WWE, but now I think WWE is the back burner. I think you want to. You're gonna to want to go to Ring of Honor first. You want to go to AEW now. This, I mean, this this AEW thing is massive, massive. They signed Chris Jericho, they signed all these former WWE wrestlers, and they're gonna. They know how to use their talent. They're gonna know how to use their talent. They're gonna know. And pretty soon, WWE. I think it'll always have a spot 
in my heart and in everyone's hearts. And I think it will always have a spot. It will never get canceled. It will never be the end of anything. But I think independent wrestling in general is taking over. And I think if we don't get a handle on it now, if Vince wants his business to succeed and to beat out AEW and Ring of Honor, and um, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, but there's tons of independent wrestling shows that a lot of people go to because they hate what Vince McMahon is giving them. And, yeah, so, WWE was the prize tower to go to now. It's the back burner. Oh, I'll go to that if, you know, if Ring of Honor doesn't work out or AEW doesn't work out. I'll go to WWE maybe. You know, they'll use me for a couple months and I get put on the back burner while I still get paid to show up and not wrestle or to put over talent, whatever works, you know. When they fired a lot of the backstage people that were great, they lost um, a lot of the majority storytelling and match telling and just greatness. So it's, I, I did long enough. I did well over what I was planning on doing. Uh, I was going to spend about about five minutes on it and wound up almost um, almost twenty minutes doing it. So thirty minute little thirty minute podcast here. Um, Announcement. I know I can announce this because I'm already working on it now. The new the um, I was gonna start doing one podcast a week. Um, well, you know how I do it. I do um, every storm is out of rain, a movie review, and then a podcast, actual podcast. But I put them up as I do them. I kind of do the Joe Rogan thing or the Bobby Bobby Cast thing. You know, I don't have this specific day like I was like I used to have just Tuesdays. And I realized if you wanted to get more people interested, more ideas generating, more views, more people wanting to listen because they don't know when your podcast is going to drop. And I put them up as I record them. And coming up on Friday, because Thursday night I'm going to see the new Avengers Endgame. Friday. This might be a bad episode to put up, but I don't care. Friday this Friday, it's going to be the Avengers Endgame spoiler talk. I'm going to do a movie review on Friday, um, Avengers Endgame non-spoiler. But then I'm going to do a whole entire podcast. I want to see if I can get my friend Clayton Loper. I, I, I might try to get Clayton Loper back on the podcast um, Friday or Saturday and talk um, and talk about... Like, like we did with uh, Infinity War. We did almost a two-hour program just talking Infinity War. And I, w- I want to get him back on here. And maybe even my brother as well or something like that. And try to get them guys on and talk in-game. I will um, update you later on the socials. Um, that's um, at Instagram and at Twitter at, at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. You also go follow the HodgePodge podcast on Facebook. Um, I will let you guys know if that. Will be up Friday, but I am planning on a Friday release for that. Um, and you know, I may even go ahead and do it on Friday, just me, if I can't get Clayton on or or someone on um, to talk 
spoilers. Uh, and then have a whole other episode of just um, just us talking. Um, matter of fact, let me get off here, and I will text Clayton um, as soon as I get off here and see if he will uh, be more than willing to do it. I know he doesn't care, but our schedules have to match. My, my schedule is crazy now. I'm, I'm, I'm booking all these people. I'm doing this production company. I'm trying to get podcasts off off the ground and start moving them up, and, and it's making me gray-headed, and it's making me my anxiety run higher than it's ever ran before but yeah appreciate you guys listening into this podcast um i know i said goodbye in the other one but this is the last one so appreciate you guys listening in joy and frown less